When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Would you rather, would you rather beat both Kansas and UCF, go to a bowl game, but lose to Texas, or keep this trend up, which means we lose to Kansas and UCF, but we beat Texas? Cheryl Smith writing and rewriting history, first ever national title for Texas Tech. Jonathan Garibay, the boot is away, and it's Welcome all and welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. You are on once again with your boy. I'll be sure. And uh, a win! A victory! Texas Tech football! We are good again! Right? The reverse from that uh, Waterboy f- saying and slang. Texas Tech beats TCU on some Thursday night action. And we're so hyped and so pumped that we've taken a break from our workday to record. Don't tell either of our bosses in our day jobs. Uh, and when I'm talking about the other person, of course, I'm talking about the people champ himself, Jeremy Gillen. Uh, and not only is he the people's champ, he was riling the people up for some Slim Thug and Mike Jones. I was opening up the legends from Houston, Slim Thug and Mike Jones. Um, you were the opener. You were the opener. They were like, hey, I, I, man. <laughs> you were the They were like, man, who, who are the two people we can think of to introduce this team and to get the crowd on their feet? And they were like, yes. Norrence Odiase, Jeremy Gillen, those two. It def- it's definitely more the Norrence personality than it is me. That guy picks up a mic and it's blown out the speakers. Uh, but we did open up for Mike Jones and Slim Thug. That was pretty cool, you know, getting to say, and here is Slim Thug and Mike Jones. You know, when how often do you get to do that? Uh, unless you're Albie Shore dapping up people behind stages. Um, <laughs> that's, a that's a wild story. That's, that's a story for people. That, you know, th- th- those are the type of stories that if people pay the Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. We can, we can include, we've been, we've been telling y'all, you know, tell us what you would, uh, subscribe to the Patreon, get, get Jeremy some coffee, right? Give me a haircut, please. Um, and, you know, we can have these episodes where I talk about these stories of me being places I really should not be. Um, but go hey, ahead. Man. Hey, a win, a win, a win on a chilly night in Lubbock, Texas, a Thursday game, um, <clears throat> which was really awkward, you know, as... I'm sitting there enjoying the game, and I thought, oh, my God, I have work tomorrow. <laughs> so I really needed them to get that win. Uh, and even though there was a couple moments where I thought we're about to take this L, uh, came out to win. And so that's that's good. I feel like Thanos, right? One down, we got two to go to get to bowl eligibility. Yeah, in, in the preview pod, you know, I, I picked us to win. And one of the biggest reasons I picked us to win the game and it's, it actually it came to fruition was solely because the guy that we had that was turning the ball over so much, and, and, and whether you blame Jake Strong or not, and I, I definitely don't blame him for being put in that situation and, and the play calling he was getting. However, he was turning the ball over. We are now getting a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over as much. And for TCU, they were still had the quarterback that's turning the ball over. TCU fans like Josh Hoover. They do. They see the potential. They see what he's capable of doing. That does not abstain from the fact that the guy can turn the ball over pretty uh, quite a bit. 
and I said before the before in the preview pod that that I thought was going to be the difference that our quarterback would take care of the ball, their quarterback would not. And sure enough, that actually ended up happening. We got two interceptions in this game. Could have been five. <laughs> I tweeted about two times that man, Josh Hoover wants to throw an interception so so badly because he was he was good for it. Now, flip side of that, he made some great throws. There were other situations where I'm like, man, this Josh Hoover can really sling it. He made some great throws. The receivers are getting in a really good position for TCU. Um, but with with every great throw. He had a he had a oh, yikes <laughs> throw right beside it. Um, DJ and Taylor Demerson getting two interceptions could have had four. Had one of his interceptions that he actually got was called back because of a. Uh, it was roughing the passer, but uh, the you know roughing the passer. The the conversation on roughing the passer has been very much maligned over the past uh, decade. Um, I love that new Buffalo Wild Wings commercial with uh, Sauce Gardner. Where they're like, what if you do this? That's rough in the past. What if you do this? That's rough in the past. What if you do this? That's rough in the past. <laughs> so, but um, so it, it was rough in the past with our new rules, but it's the rule stinks. But anyways, what were your, you know, <laughs> what is your thought on uh, just the game and the fact that what we kind of talked about in the preview pod, even though you did pick TCU to win, I did. <clears throat> still, and let me still t- came true. Oh my god, what I said like thirty-one twenty-eight or something like that. Yeah. Um, when we I got the twenty-eight. When yeah. we got the 28 points, and I was like, they're pro- I, I'm going to be terrified if they go off on a – if they get 10 right here, I'm going to be so pissed off. Which has um, happened. It just happened in the past. Which has happened. Ever. <laughs> right. Well, and so, I mean, from the high point looking looking at this game, I felt really good early. Like, I felt like, okay, Baron Morton's in. We have a little bit better of a game plan. We're getting Taj the ball early. The game felt very balanced, and TCU did not have an answer. Now, I didn't get to see it, but I did read a couple of uh, layman's reports that Sonny Dykes was getting visibly upset on the sideline. He was. So that's a good place. To, that's a great place where you want your opposing coaches uh, and your opposing team team to be. You want them to be frustrated and all that jazz. And so seeing that when, when we went into the half with the lead that we did, I thought, okay, like we're kind of in control. Like TCU's having an off night. Um, they're not playing well, so we'll be fine. It was TCU in the second quarter, the second half, that I thought, well, we're going to freaking lose this game <laughs> um, because of that quarterback. He was so uh, he was so off in the first half, and in the second half, he was so on. I thought when they had the two minutes and whatever at the end of the game, I thought it's gonna, it is fully going to depend on if we got the hot version of this quarterback or the cold version of this quarterback if they're about to go out and do this two-minute drill. So, and it so let's like talk about do it. Yeah. let's talk about that play by play for a second here. So starting off at a couple three and outs, a defensive showdown as we all, as we've known throughout the history of Texas Tech and TCU. Um, but uh, even after three three and outs to start the game, two by TCU, one by Texas Tech, uh, a nice six minute fourteen play drive led by both Todd Brooks and Barry Morton, right? And, and I give Barry Morton this credit. Oh, and I've talked about you know how. Um, <clears throat> You know, I, I've really kind of been a considered now a Tyler Shuck defender, if you will. Uh, but one thing Barry Morton has done a very good job of, and we talked about it, he's managed the game very well. He has not turned the ball over, right? He has not made the dumb mistakes. And that's honestly, with the quarterbacks that we've had the past decade plus, that's all we can ask for. <laughs> that is all, as if I'm sitting here right now, that is all I can ask for. Right. One of my favorite Tech Stack quarterbacks actually is Seth Dagey. 
um, and mostly because he was the quarterback while, you know, at the, at the latter part of my schooling. But um, Seth Dagey, one thing that was great about Seth Dagey, he wasn't, I mean, he's not going to be on the pantheon of greatest Texas Tech quarterbacks, right? He's not going to be on our, on our yards list. But he did not make mistakes. He said, you know what? I got some studs here, and I'm going to make sure they get the ball. And that was it. And Baron Warren at times kind of reminds me of Seth Dagey in, in that aspect. Not in all the aspects, but in that aspect. But Baron Warren has done a very good job of, even if he's not necessarily changing the game, winning the game, taking the game by the by the horns like we've seen from, uh, say, a Pat Mahomes or even Davis Webb at times, um, he at the very least is saying, I'm not going to be the reason we lose this game. And you saw that very in the first very first drive, right? Him and Todd Brooks, that combination was fantastic. Uh, Todd Brooks run to a Baron Morton short pass to a Todd Brooks run to a Baron Morton short pass. They played within the confines of the game, not a lot of deep shots, um, which we haven't really... This offense, the offense we thought we were getting from Western Kentucky is not the offense we've got, right? Like, we don't take deep shots in this, which is fine. It's okay. Ben Morrison has a shoulder injury that he's still dealing with and recovering from. We don't need him to take deep shots. The, this drive I thought was perfect to get us a touchdown, an amazing drive, and then it ended with a Baron Morton run for nine yards for the TD. Uh, TCU came right back, and this was a lot quicker. Seven plays, two minutes, uh, a lot more big big passes. We had a, a, a questionable face mask, pen, face mask penalty, um, and then uh, that big touchdown. And that's when you kind of saw Josh Hoover's, Josh Hoover's uh, ability. But for the rest of – going into the second quarter and the rest of the first half, like you said, we controlled the game. We got it. We were able to get a field goal. TCU missed the opportunity to tie it. We get another six, uh, 12 play, five and a half minute touchdown drive, and then getting back in the field goal range. We're controlling the game. Defense is playing very well. They're stopping them when need be. The TCU is not really able to get everything going there. And first half, we're up twenty to seven, and it's this, still this tepidness where we're like, yeah, we're up twenty to seven, but. Ah. Like we feel okay. We we it's like we have a thirteen point head start in the second half, but we've we've been here before. We know we can't be too comfortable. Um, but uh, but still, the, the game was getting controlled. But also, we know Sonny Dykes. We know that he's a great guy at making adjustments, and he made those adjustments going into the second half. Yeah, TCU obviously doing um, <clears throat> doing what I think that TCU fans have hoped that they would do. All year, is just be a team that can adjust. And for in this, so let me let me tell you this. Um, well, we'll talk about the second half, I guess, in a second. But this first half felt great, right? You were you were slinging it around. You were doing, and I like how you say. I mean, you know, when, I'm, when you're talking about it, it's making me kind of think that we have really grown to love the game changing quarterback. You know, this this verbiage that we've used earlier this season. But the ones that have been most consistent have been the game-managing quarterbacks, like for Texas Tech. And so maybe, you know, we we have this, like, idea that Baron Morton as this Oklahoma State, you know, gunslinging, running around, <clears throat> giving him fits, you know, era, like echoes of Mahomes. Maybe that's not the best version of Morton. Maybe the best version of Morton is being a game manager, um, <clears throat> you know, a la Graham Harrell, right? You know, not out yeah, there, like, making all these crazy one. wild plays, just doing their job and doing it really well. And so that's kind of, it felt really good. You know, it felt good being up 20 to seven uh, at the half. You felt like, you know, you felt like it could have been 24 to seven, you know, even a little bit more with some of those drives. But what what do you think? Is Graham Harrell a game manager? I think, well, I guess we really have to figure out how we're defining that. Hmm. Like, so if we're doing the game manager versus game changer, right? 
guy that is. So I, I agree that Graham Harrell isn't the running around Cliff Kingsbury, Pat Mahomes type. That I think that's just, what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Graham Harrell. Graham Harrell. Like, I'm a Texans fan, so I, I'm loving C.J. Stroud right now. Graham Harrell reminds me of that, where he's still Graham Harrell still made a lot of those great throws, like making like tight windows type stuff, like hey, forty yards down the field, Detron Lewis is out there somewhere type of thing. Lyle's out there somewhere. Shout out to Lyle. Uh, Lala Young um, out there somewhere. We can make this make these things happen. So I still think that a, a good, I think, person as far as manager, um, maybe Cody Hodges. Cody Hodges was a game manager. Cody Hodges was like, yeah. I'm just not going. I'm just not going to. You know, hey, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything crazy. You know what I mean? Like Cody, Cody Hodges. That's why nobody remembers him. Uh, <laughs> oi, oi. Well, we don't want that. <laughs> uh, he was like, hey man, what's Walker? You're pretty good. Let me just talk to you. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's why nobody remembers him. Uh, that's not he's not necessarily a bad thing. People don't remember my boy Seth Day either. But uh, um, but they both were there. They were both serviceable. Those two, I think, are some game managers. Uh, but then you got like B.J. Simons bought out, Cliff bought out, Pat bought out. Um, uh, Davis Webb, I think, was also in that game changers stratosphere but the problem with being game changers and the problem with being you can game change in both positive and negative ways <laughs> davis webb learned that learned that uh the hard way we all learned that yeah <laughs> we all learned that the hard way so going into the second half uh going into the second half like i said we were all tepidly nervous and that nervousness was valid so let's <sighs> take a deep sigh tcu scores a touchdown right no big deal they score a touchdown it's kind of expected it's the first play back um, some of that visible frustration we saw from Sonny Dykes gets, uh, we see that he, we see he's able to make that adjustment. And real quick, quick aside, uh, I realized this is actually the first game Sonny Dykes has been the head coach coaching in Lubbock. Yeah, big game. And, and that when I was watching the game, I was like, that's it means this game means so much to you because you grew up here, you grew up in Lubbock, went to school in Lubbock, you're Texas Tech grad, played baseball here, you you were an assistant coach here for a long time. Right, this is this is your home. Uh, that you, that you low key. This is this is his home that he low key rejected. But well, that's neither here nor there. Um, but uh, this is your home, and so you want. So yeah, you beat Texas Tech last year in TCU, and that was that felt good for you. But now is your first game back at your home, your childhood home, your where you became a man, where you grew up, uh, that you're coaching back in. And you and I could. Sonny Dax is a very visible person. He's usually pretty even keel. Uh, probably the most emotional I think I've ever seen him on the sideline. So that's 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 there. But anyways, so back to my deep side. Um, <laughs> TCU scores a touchdown. Tech Tech's up one. Can't be too comfortable. We're only up thirteen to begin with. This is what's going to happen. It's fine. They score a touchdown. Um, we're not. I will say we're that, at that point. You're not really dominating the middle six, but whatever. Texas Tech has three plays. Um, we do this thing. We we get a penalty. We're back, but we have a really good third down to Koi Eakin. Excuse me, to Koi Eakin, which and Koi Eakin, uh, baller. Let me say, Koi Eakin had a game, the game of his life. And, and you could tell that Morton Eakin combination uh, was was cooking. But anyways, pass to Koi Eakin, fourteen yards, gets hit right before the one yard line. And I get it, you're caught up. You're like, oh man, he was so close. We just need to nudge it right in there. Coach, Coach Mac, Coach Joey, we, we, we cool. Right, we boys, right? You're friend of the, you, you listen to the pod. I know you, you're sitting at home. You listen to it right now. Um, 
for the long, I've been asking for this for a year and a half. I know last year it was all fun and oh man, we were converting all these fourth downs. Ah, it's all nice and sexy. And I said at the time when we were converting these first down, fourth downs on our own end zone, I still hated it. And I still hate it for this reason. Cost-benefit analysis. Listen, I get the analytics of saying, well, you you know, if you, you do this, you might have a better chance of winning or better chance. Of I get all that. I get all that. Right? I, I understand. It. It's a fourth and one. You're like, okay, we can we can practice. I get that tremendously. Cost-benefit analysis. Sure. If you get this first down, the drive continues. Right? However, if you don't get it, you've given TCU now 34 yards. So you don't field goal range to start off with. Gaining the first down doesn't really do much for you because you're still so far away from the touchdown or field goal range. To where losing it is catastrophic. That is that cost-benefit analysis. Sure enough, they go for it. TCU snuffs it out because it's a run play up the middle, which that run play, our O-line's really not getting any push, right? Todd Brooks is amazing, so he's still getting goals. So you see, whatever happened to all this talk about the, bo- the box being stacked? Huh? I, I thought I was told that when the box is stacked, we don't want the ball, right? But again, this TCU game, they're like, hey, the box is stacked on a fourth and one. We still doing it. <laughs> we still want it right <laughs> up the middle with an old line that can't get any push. We still going to do it, right? On a fourth and one on a 134. Just don't do Punt the ball away. Punt it away. Get it away. You're on your own 34. I was just beside myself. Just completely beside myself. Of course, we don't get it. And of course, TCU scores a touchdown. It was quite quick. Five plays, real quick, fast, and in a hurry. Nothing spectacular. They had a 21-yard t- completion of Jalen Robinson. Guess what? If you would have punted the ball away, the 21-yard completion would have just sent it to, what, the, that 21-yard completion would have brought it to the TCU 40. <laughs> if you, if you would have punted the ball away, to the TCU 40. That's assuming that it goes, it's a touchback, to the TCU 40, right? Dude, punt the dang ball away. And so sure enough, now we're losing. Now we're losing. I don't blame the defense. I don't blame uh, 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 the, the D.C. I don't blame anybody. I blame Joe McGuire because you went four and four down. Sure, I mean, and, and so a lot of people didn't like the play call, and, and, and I just made fun of the play call. It wasn't the best play call, but I, I, I don't even, I'm not even that mad at, at, uh, uh, at Kitley for that. Why are we going four and four and one? It's just the, the cost benefit, the, the benefit does not outweigh the cost. Yeah. It's just, all right, yeah, yeah we're, we're losing now. 2120. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it made me immediately think of the Oregon game when you had a fourth down <laughs> and two, and it was like, you know what? We can do this. And you didn't do it, and you lost the game. And I thought, well, there it is. <laughs> We've done it again. We're running we the script. Work. We don't We're running the script. And with such a short field, I like the bravado. You know, I think that it's cute it's kitschy to say like analytics and let's go for it i think there should be some kind of like hey if you're on your own 35 don't or hey let's assess how the game is going um tcu is is you know obviously a little bit more powerful here in the second half maybe we just assume that they're gonna have a good chance and let's not give them as close and that's what i was worried about and we'll get to that later actually like I'm, I, you got, we got to assess the situation here. If you're, if we're, if we're on our side of the field, sure, I feel a lot better about that. Um, most of the time, oh, maybe you should do the field goal, but you know, I feel good about it. On our side, no, absolutely not. Not when you're giving them thirty yards to work with, and they're just going to go. To, you're giving them it's free momentum. You get momentum, and you get momentum. Yeah, and, and don't, I, so I'm actually, I'm a pretty like I like aggressive play calling. 
right? A fourth and one on our side of the field, yeah, sure. Because to me, that's where that benefit is better, right? Because if you have a fourth and one on the opposing side of the field, you're either in too far for a field goal, but a pretty manageable punt situation. So really, fourth and three or last. I'm, I'm all for it on our other side. Um, even for field goal range, I, I would say depending on where the game is, right? Sometimes it's better to kick a field goal just because of the score. But if not, hey, it's either going to be an easier field goal later on or a touchdown. So I'm, I'm all for like, You're not going to hear my complaint on me for a fourth and one on the other side of the field, right? Because to me, the, the benefit is now, that's where the benefit outweighs the cost a little bit, right? Because worse can worse, you don't get it. Well, then now you have to go to the entire side of the field, and your defense might be able to get it back, and you have a better field position to begin with. You're still winning the field position battle at the end of the day. Um, so the benefit outweighs the cost when you're on your side of the field, right? Different conversation on the other side of the field. On your side, oh, that cost is too much. That cost is too much. So now it's 21 to 20. Um, we losing, right? Uh, and it's it's uh, not great. We do drive. Speaking of the field possession game. We are able to drive, get on TCU's side of the field, but uh, good old penalties. Uh, penalties begin to hurt us. We did, we did get a bad sack there, and sure enough, uh, you know Texas Tech, Texas Tech has to punt. But like I said, that, that's what I'm talking about with cost benefit. Like now, you though you have to punt, TCU's on their nine yard line. You are now winning that field possession battle there, and you're down by one, but you're still at a good spot. And sure enough, the interception we have been hoping for that we've waited all game for. The Josh Hoover has been ready to pass, throw. He finally throws it right to the rabbit, De'Jon Taylor Demerson. And just like that, we're on the 21-yard line, and it only takes two plays for us to score and get a score, get the two-point conversion. I mean, Taj makes it look so easy, back-to-back, and a nice pass to the back of the end zone for that two-point conversion. Now we're up seven. Didn't think it was going to come. As, as as much as he was trying to throw the interception, we were desperately not trying to get one. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. DTD was just – Rabbit was having a hard time out there, slipping, falling, trying to get, get yeah, these interceptions. Yeah. You felt like it was a redemption story. Congrats, you got yourself one, kid. Good job. Uh, Could have dramatically changed. But this goes towards what we have been talking about that <clears> – and – um. If you're not going to create turnovers, you're not giving your, you're not going to like, you're missing out on a lot of opportunities to win when you don't create turnovers. This whole take three, take three is awesome. If you can take three, you will be in a better position to win the game. We got, you know, but if you're not creating turnovers, then that thing falls apart and, you know, teams get a good chance. And, and TCU was doing, has been, did so well on third down. Their second half unstoppable on third down it seemed like that's that that first drive was 93 yards they converted three <clears throat> three uh or oh, was it fourth downs actually on that one yeah. but they 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 were unstoppable you know tech would have good one or two defensive plays and it was like that third play to do a pass or fourth play and it would just fall apart and it was frustrating to watch because some of these throws were ducks and you thought man just go up and get it just go up and punish this guy because he's making you guys look like you can't play defense. And so felt like a huge relief for Rabbit to finally go up and get an interception. Um, and the fact that we did something with it. Yeah. No, absolutely. And to that point, we were able to score a touchdown right immediately after that. Um, and even better, I think, was the defensive response. TCU desperately wanted to score in the next drive. They were running, they were gunning, and that third and seven. Defensive play, Tim DeRuiter called up, was fantastic. Um, stopping Imani Bailey, good secondary protection right there. We were trying to, as best we could to get to Hoover. Uh, TCU O-line actually did, a, I think, a pretty good job of protecting him as much as they could. Uh, but 
you know, great defensive call up. And now it's fourth and seven. And TCU, you know, I, it's funny because I, I feel like Dykes was like, ah. He also looked in his own analytics like, man, can I go for this? Fourth and seven? Could we do this? <laughs> like, what is this? What is that like? But they, they decided to punt. And it was the right decision. It was the right decision to punt. The wrong decision was to not cover Xavier White. Because <laughs> right after that, on the first down from the Texas Tech 8, Morton was a good pass to Xavier White. Another pass to Miles Price. And then our only deep shot of the game. Great play there. Good protection. I ain't going to lie to you. I thought Morton was going to get sacked. But Morton gets it out right in time. Deep throw to Dre McCray, who's doing that backyards pedal thing that I think looks so sexy. Pause. And um, it's uh, Touchdown City. And Jeremy, people let out. I'm starting to breathe a little bit. Like, oh, man, up two touchdowns, 10 minutes to go. Woo! Okay. We're looking good. But here's the thing about you know I mean, for us veterans that have been, we've been, we've been through here. this thing. We've been here 15 years. We've been here. I've seen this story. <laughs> I've seen this story. Because what happens after that is deep. So I will say this. When you're, when you're up by two touchdowns, 10 minutes to go, a 16-play, six-minute drive is not the worst thing in the world. It is not. Defense, though TCU scored, defense kept them. Um, they bent, they bent, they bent, they bent. You took six minutes. The worst thing that could have happened here was TCU scores in a minute, Right. You took six minutes off the clock. So, yes, TCU ends up scoring a touchdown, but they got caught. It took 16 plays in order for them to do it. Uh, timeouts were used during this drive. And, you know, Josh Hoover had to run for his life a few times. You forced a couple third downs. You forced, you know, some fourth downs, and that kind of helped them. They finally ended up scoring a touchdown. Good for them. But uh, it got to that, that kind of that point where like, now, now they got four minutes to go, right? This was where I kind of tweeted and I said, well, now Todd Brooks needs to, we need to make sure that we run this thing out. Run this thing out. Play hard. O-line struggled in this game. Did not get a push. We were able to convert a couple first, first downs because, and Todd Brooks gave, gave us even more space. Great 20-yard run there. Um, but on TCU side, on a fourth and five, Lord knows Joey wanted to go for it. I know Joey wanted to go for it. I know he was thinking about it. Mm. Joey, mm. if you don't put this damn ball. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was in my mind. Joey, you know, don't you even. I, I think we called a timeout at the time. I was like, oh my God. Joey, He's thinking I about swear. It. <laughs> if you don't punt this damn ball. <laughs> you have one of the best punters in the nation who can pin them <laughs> yeah. deep. Which he did. Which he did twice. Was the second, second or third time he did in this game. Pin him on the 12. But it was just like, I, I know he was thinking about it. I know he was like, so what about. So, uh. You know, Perry, well, what if we uh, did this and talking to Kenny Perry? I assume that's how they talk. What if we did this and this? And, and no, if you don't, boy, like, like, a, like a mother calling this, boy, if you don't punt this damn ball, <laughs> trust your defense, punt the dang ball. Uh, and, it's, and I get the temptation because you're thinking they only have one timeout. If we get the first down here, game's virtually over. I get that. I get that. Boy, if you don't punt this damn ball, cost benefit analysis is just not there for you not to punt the ball. If you don't, if you don't punt this damn ball on a fourth and five from the from from virtually midfield, punt the damn ball, and they did. So they finally somebody by the grace of God talked Joey out of it. I know he was thinking about it. Uh, we punted the ball. Uh, though we punted the ball, how nervous were you, Jeremy? I tell you what. The first thought that went through my head was we left them too much time. <laughs> um, I was immediately thinking, which Hoover are we going to get? First half Hoover or second half Hoover? 
I was nervous, man. I was like, because this is way too much. They, they have more than enough time to go down here and tie it up <clears throat> and even get a two-point conversion to win it if they were feeling so dastardly. So for me, I, I thought I was so thankful we punted it because I was like, if they're going to go get this, I want them to have to earn yeah, every one of them sure. yards. Like, I don't want them to be like, oh, just 60 yards now, then 90. I'm like, no, it better oh, be 90. <laughs> if we would have went for it and not got it, there's no doubt in my mind they would have scored and tied the game up. There's no doubt. There's already doubt. I already thought there was a good chance it was going to happen regardless. But, uh, yeah, they, if they would have just been able to start from their midfield, oh, it's a wrap. <laughs> that would have been like, well, uh, well. Because they could have even had Imani Bailey running all the whole way. Whole way. They've done jet sweeps the whole time, you know, or, or tosses, right? But, um. I think every Texas Tech fan was. I, I saw a bunch of tweets like, "Oh, we've seen this story before." <laughs> yeah, it hurts. Yeah, and so we we've been hurt too many times before. I think the defense once again did a really good job of two things: one, keeping everything in front of them, no deep passes; but two, keeping them in bounds. Right, keeping them in bounds. A couple really good tackles made uh, to stay to to force them in bounds. Right. And so I think that was, I think, a big piece. And so just like you know, they did reach half midfield. By the time they meet, reach midfield, there's only a minute left. So Billy lead a little bit. Josh Hoover throws an interception because he's Josh Hoover. And he's able to, and he, he does so. Rabbit gets another interception there. Great job for an overthrow. He's trying to force it a little bit too much because he sees, I, in my opinion, I think Hoover saw the time. Saw he didn't have a lot of time. He knew he had to get it down the field and he couldn't just dink and dunk like he's been able to. Trying to make something happen that wasn't going to be there. And Rabbit takes advantage of that and scores a touchdown. Or gets the interception, sorry. Um, but by keeping everything inbounds and in front of you, TCU doesn't want to waste their one timeout. So because of that, Making tackles inbound, making sure they don't go out of bounds, you waste a minute 20 and all they've done is got to midfield. And if it wasn't for that one pass an hour that was tw- almost 20 yards, they, 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 they had just gotten 20 to, to midfield because of that, right, to, to our, our 44. And so they had to score a touchdown. So we forced Hoover's hand, I think. I think the job that DeRuiter did, carving up the defense, the, the, the plays the defense made, forced Hoover's hands to, to Make a decision like that because now you're having to press. You only have 55 seconds to go, 44 more yards. You got to press. You got to at least have one big play. He tried to do it at that time, and it was too much. We get the interception. We win the game. The pro- so here's, here's the here's the beautiful turn of events, the irony for me, that we I, I got we got the Hoover that we didn't want. Um, completion, 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 uh, close in completion, uh, in completion, like just bam, 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 bam. And I thought – you gotta be kidding me! We we we're gonna we're about to give it up, and Blake Noel um, having that eighteen yard boomer of a of a of a catch and run. I thought this this game's over, man. We we oh it's cold. I'm gonna have to walk back to my car in the cold. I have to work tomorrow. I'm gonna have to deal with this on the pod, and our boy Rabbit just feel just like I'm gonna go get another one because you know he should have. Um, Lord Jesus, I thought he might have went out of bounds when he caught that. But, um, yeah, no, huge, huge finish. So satisfying to get that turnover and just to be done with it, right? Not this, like, ooh, last-second play. It's like, no, let's. this game is over. Like, yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you had hope. It's over. It's ours. Get out of here. Go back to Fort Worth, you stinkies. Yeah, good. no, absolutely. Like, get the Give play us over. a saddle. <laughs> yeah, get the play over. If he was the one that wanted to go get the saddle, which I think was good. Right, Demerson, you've been here for a few years now. You go get the saddle. Good job, man. Good job. Good job on those those two interceptions. I do find it funny that ever since Take Three has started, we've been one of the worst turnover differential teams. Yes. What is that even about? (laughs) 
you know, Joey came in like, we got to protect the ball. We got to take the ball. We haven't done neither. <laughs> we haven't done neither. Um, so, anyways, uh, so talking about some of the players. So, Texas Tech wins 35-28. Talking about some of the players um, that played well in this game. Um, and I'm sure when all of these players were playing well before the game, they decided we need to make sure we were in our best threats. So they went to charliehustle.com. Uh, so this podcast is brought to you by our friends at Charlie Hustle Clothing Company. It is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that is the official vintage retailer for the Big 12, and they specialize in Big 12 and hometown apparel. They want you to be the best dress fan this season, so be sure to check out their wide selection of Texas Tech gear. If you saw Jeremy turning up the crowd, you saw him wearing his, his hoodie, from Charlie Hustle. Um, they have that and so much more. So make sure to show off your Texas Tech spirit all season long. Uh, they've got you covered with all of your Texas Tech needs. Uh, so use our promo code 101215. That's T E N 1215. Good for 15% off of all non sale items. Uh, that is promo code 101215. Make sure you go to charliehustle.com. Charlie Hustle, vintage made fresh. So most players wearing our Charlie Hustle swag. Uh, and then you know, getting in their nice threads. Great jersey combination, by the way, that we showed off today. Um, ben Morton played well. 282 yards, two touchdowns. But I think the best thing about Morton is 28 for 36. Good completion percentage, right? Um, and those eight incompletions, most of it was, you know, maybe throwaways or something here or there. But not a lot of true incompletions. I think our receivers did a great job catching the ball, and he did a good job throwing on the money. Good stuff there. Uh, comparatively, Hoover, they had Hoover throwing the ball 52 times. And uh, we talked about it in the pre-pod. I don't know why you got a running back like Amani Bailey and you're having this Josh Hoover throw the ball so many times. And I think it doomed them last week. And I think the thing about it is that they beat BYU by so much. They're like, this must be this. This must be what works. And then, nah, man. Nah, man. You have Amani Bailey. Like, we didn't even, honestly, Amani Bailey had that nice run that scored a touchdown. We didn't get the Amani Bailey show in this game. Thank goodness. Because he is a baller. He's a good running back. He's a, he's a good running back. In my opinion, not as good as the guy we have. However, he's, I think, a top five running back in the conference. I, 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 and actually, I think it's I think there's five guys that have separated themselves from everybody else. I think there's five specifically. Um, Amani Bailey from TCU, Todd Brooks, uh, Jonathan Brooks from Texas, um, Ali Gordon from Oklahoma State, and then Devin Neal from Kansas. I think those five are the best in the conference, and there's a big gap between them and everybody else. Uh, and, but we didn't really get... The smoker, I mean, uh, uh, from a running base, we didn't get the big one. They only really used them for goal line situations, for some first down stuff. But they wanted Josh Hoover to throw the ball fifty times, and uh, I get it. They were behind for a decent amount of the second half. But there was never a time in this game where TC was so far behind they had to throw their way back into it. And they, but they acted like they did, and I just think it was a bad decision. And I think if I was, a, if, if we were complaining about Kelly doing that for Tech. So if I'm a TCU fan, I'm doing the same thing for Dykes. Um, this game was a lot more balanced. We saw us with 34 runs and 36 passes. That's perfect. Oh, that's fantastic. That's amazing. Um, that is absolutely amazing. And actually, there's actually more than 34 runs because it's, it's always hard to gauge the, the number of runs Barry Morton had uh, compared to Sachs. But I believe he actually had three organized runs there as well. So that's, that's uh, uh, you know, 30, 37 runs, 36, 36 passes. So that's, that's, that's amazing. Oh, that's fantastic, and I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, Todd Brooks, of course, amazing day. 146 yards on the ground. Uh, had 31 carries, but so what? Got 1,000 yards. Also passed up my boy Baron Batch. Top 10 all-time in Texas Tech career yardage. Uh, you know, Todd Brooks is, I, you know, and I've been thinking about this all season, whether we're going to see him on Sundays. I don't see how we don't. Because he's playing behind it. Like, the old line had some shuffling. There was some shuffling overall. We talked about in the preview pod. Um with with uh, 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 
Wilburn, Dennis Wilburn moving over to center. Uh, he kind of struggled as well from that center position. Um, he wasn't great. Some of the snaps were high. Some of the snaps, instead of it being low like it was before uh, with rusty stats, now it was a lot of high high, high snaps. So it's never perfect. You can't be perfect. But, uh, but, but Todd Brooks was still able to do what it do. Great, great work there. And then again, I already mentioned Coy Eakin, but also Xavier White and Miles Price for that matter. All three of them, really good showing from those three. And as far as I'm concerned, I know Dre McCray had that big, big catch there. Um, Xavier White and Miles Price have been our two best receivers all year. I can't yeah. Really, am I, am I, am most I comfortable saying sure. that? Like most consistent. Yeah, but that's probably the best thing. Most consistent. Right. You'll, you'll see a flash from Lord Fungi every now and again. You'll see a flash from Duran Bradley every now and again. Um, but Xavier White and Miles Price has consistently been there. Um, Xavier White's come a long way. Remember, he was a running back when he first got here. Right. He's come a long way. Um, and, and done everything they need to. Then Koi Eakin. And, I, and I'm curious if we're going to see more and more Koi Eakin, more that Baron Morton comes around. Now, Koi Eakin's going to be here for a few years as well. All three of them, really good good times from the offensive side of the ball. Offensively, anybody else you want to shout out? I kind of took it. I kind of stole your thunder for everybody. But Yeah. No, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. You got it. <laughs> well, if we look at D, I'll, I'll let you shout out defense then. Sorry, since I kind of stole your offensive thunder. Hey, man, that boy, C.J. Baskerville, he may not be the best in pass coverage, but he can he can, he can lay a hit, man. <laughs> so how do we feel about the switch? Because remember, they moved, he moved they moved positions for this yeah, they game. Moved, they moved Tyler Owens. So C.J. played a new position this game, played strong safety. They moved Tyler Owens over to star. Um, <clears throat> I do think some of that miscommunication that we saw a few times uh, in the secondary, especially in the, in the early in the second half and some in the, in the first half, was because of this this configuration, this change. Uh, that being said, C.J. Baskerville, and I've talked about him a lot of times, right, this year. Um, you're right. When it comes to making it, laying a hit, laying a hat on the head, he, he can do it. He can yeah, do he it. can do and it. So moving into that strong safety space, where I, it's almost like, and I'm, I'm still trying to get a read for this star or raider position, I should say, um, and how they want to use it and how it wants to be done, right? I, I remember seeing Jalen Petre at Baylor, and he was everywhere. Jalen Petre was everywhere. Uh, Muddy Waters at times is a bit everywhere as well, but now they're starting to call it like boundary safeties, if you will. And and I'm curious what that necessarily means, right? Because I don't see it necessarily in, in the like Tyler Owens in this game wasn't everywhere. He wasn't. He was kind of at the line a bit. Basketball in this new position though got to fly. He was able to fly. Now we started seeing him everywhere. We started seeing him like both sides of the ball. Where is he going to be? Oh, you got to watch out for, for for CJ Basketball. You know he might be coming off the edge. He might be right there get, catching screens. And he was. You're right. He was incredible in this game. Um, very much so yeah uh so good to see him out there making the um because there was a couple of tackles where you know when you get to that safety level it's like you have to be the guy to make the tackle so i like in that aspect like i think he's a really good fit there because he doesn't very often miss a tackle so thankful for that nine tackles in this game seven just completely on his own um jacob rodriguez welcome back to the show welcome back good to see you and doing a good job at it um felt really good there uh, obviously our boy Ben Roberts I think Jacob Rodriguez and Ben Roberts kind of have a really nice tandem there in the mid middle area of the so I am going to push back on Ben Roberts a little bit he struggled in this game a bit a bit he struggled in this game a bit and, and I would you could argue this well you could argue this was one of his toughest matchups right he was lined up on tight ends quite a bit and, and that tight end was able to to make some magic, Black Noel was able to make some magic work mostly on on Ben Roberts. Ben, ben Roberts hasn't we we haven't really boasted about his uh, 
you know, uh, coverage prowess. I think Jacob Rodriguez is much better in that. We saw that a few times, but, um, but, uh, but I mean, he was a true freshman. He's he'll, he'll make it. Yeah. Um, I, I like the, I just, the upside of this, some of the players that we've got coming around between Koyik and between, you know, Ben Roberts, it's just, it's exciting to see, uh, just continuing to like, we got him early on and they could have, whenever Rodriguez got healthy again, um, they could have relegated, you know, Ben back to the bench. But they've, they've continued to put faith in him. He's continued to reward that faith with excellent play uh, and, and learning, like continuing to learn and play the position well. Um, you know, I think that we're going to overlook Joseph Adidere because he's going to be lower on the stat sheet. But he probably is the most, like in the fourth quarter, after Brooks had that uh, that touchdown after the interception, um Adidere, I think it was a third or fourth, but like at the 40-yard line for Tech or for TCU. Um, there was a screen out to Amani Bailey. So I'm like, okay, putting Amani Bailey in open field, that's dangerous. Uh, and he had plenty to run to get the first. But Adidere was seemingly there right as he grabbed the ball <laughs> and got him. Uh, you know, got him for, I mean, dude is an athlete. And so that might have saved... That could possibly have saved a touchdown. It certainly saved you know that drive from going any further than it did. So I just do want to give a, a rose to Ray there, making the right play at the right time to like take TCU out of the game in that moment. Um, so yeah, I, I really think that that was good. But defense overall, you know, great. It was interesting. Great first half, disappointing second half, just because of the way that we've been used to this tech defense kind of locking down in the second half and they didn't, you know, TCU made the right adjustments and, and got around that, but made the good turnovers at the right time. Dadrian Taylor Dimison. Thank you. Yeah. Two interceptions. Great job in, in coverage. I think for rabbit um, at times they did abuse him a little bit, especially in the first half uh, right up the middle. Right. But I think he was able to, I think he personally was able to adjust in the second half and be that much better. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to two, two other people uh, for one, Brandon Lux. So Malik Dunlap, Baylor Lux has, has started to kind of be picked on a little bit because everybody, Malik Dunlap has kind of taken the role of CB1, right? And so there has been, they have been picking on Lux a little bit. In this game, they picked on Lux quite a bit. They tried to. And he says, he, I can try to pick on me if you want, I'm going to still be here. And he actually did, I think, a really good job um, in this game, Baylor Lux. And then also, we talk about the law firm a lot. A lot of times when we talk about the law firm, Jalen Hutchins is the one that sticks out on the table, Right. Uh, Jalen Hutchins is the one that's just destroying double teams. He's the one that's kind of moving forward. He's the one that's being talked about as far as draft prospects. Um, we don't talk about the mayor as much. We don't talk about Tony Bradford as much, right? Tony Bradford, I think, separated himself in this game. Tony Bradford? And actually, it was really that side. Bradford and Dieter Like, it was really both of them. It was, it was, it was Hoover, Hoover didn't get sacked in this game, but he felt them. He felt that pressure. You know, and so Bradford, I think, and also some of the some of the stops that was made up the middle was tough because of the work that Tony Bradford was doing. So I always like to talk, call out the the law firm in general, and they've had a fantastic season with both of them. Um, but I got to give kudos to Bradford himself, the mayor himself, uh, that one of these days is going to pull over Jeremy for a traffic ticket. It's going to be hilarious. Um, so, uh, and then also last but not least, Gino Garcia made a fifty-five yard field goal. Oh my God! Yes. Right, let me tell you something. Unbelievable. Let me tell you something. I was when they came out for that field goal. I was like, "Are we sure? <laughs> Are we sure?" <laughs> Kicking this field goal right here. Like it's one of those weird. It's one of those things where I'm like, you know, I'm not the coach. Right? You're in the middle here. 
you don't want to go for it because it's a little too far to go for it. So he's really the punter field goal. Are we sure? <laughs> so when he came out, I was like, all right, they got confidence in you, bro. Let's see what you can do. And sure enough, he hits it. He hits it down the middle with some, with some space, too. I'm like, oh, Gino. You, but he surprised himself. You see? So I can always tell the kicker reaction tells you if they thought they were going to hit it or not. Because he kicked that. He was so excited. I was like, yeah, you're not used to this. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, you, you knew in your heart, you're like, it was a 50 50 shot. <laughs> so let's see what happens. <laughs> let's see what happens. So uh, Texas Tech, 35 to 28. Good, solid win for the Red Raiders. We have three games left on the season. Um, goal right now is bowl eligibility, which means we have to win two of our last three games in order to do so. Uh, we have at Kansas, 21st ranked Kansas, good Kansas, best Kansas team we've seen since the mid since the late 2000s. And it's, since Todd Reesing, this is the best team we've ever seen from Kansas. Kansas just beat Oklahoma at home. This will be their first home game since beating Oklahoma. Um, we have home against UCF, they stick. And we have at 7th ranked Texas. <laughs> We have at 7th ranked Texas. Again, this is probably the best Texas team that we have seen since Colt McCoy. Um, So, we got to win two of those games, Jeremy. Two of those games. Which means we have to win a ranked... We have to win a game at a ranked opponent. Yep. (laughs) Yes. Anything else you want to say to the people? I'm excited for that UCF game. <laughs> yeah, man. UCF. First time playing them. That'll be fun. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Somebody actually... You know what's funny, though? Um, nice little stat here that I figured out at the end of the last night's game. We've played nine games so far. We're four and five. Uh, Jimmy, do you know our record against teams from Texas? I don't. Two... I don't know. Four and up. We've beaten every Texas team we played this year. We beat oh, this, Houston. Yeah. We beat Baylor. We just beat TC. We also beat Tarleton State. We are 4-0 against teams from the state of Texas. Do you want to know what our record is against teams that are not from the state of Texas? 0-4? Oh, 0-5. Oh, <laughs> we have not beat a team from outside the state of Texas. <laughs> including Wyoming. We, we lost to Wyoming. We have not beaten a team that is not from the state of Texas. And so... Um, <laughs> so that's by that logic. <laughs> yeah. Well, so by that logic, so let me ask you a question before we get off of here. Would you rather? Would you rather beat both Kansas and UCF, go to a bowl game but lose to Texas, or keep this trend up, which means we lose to Kansas and UCF but we beat Texas? I'm steady staying with what I want the most, and that's the last win against Texas. I don't care if it tanks our season. I want that dub. I want them to eat it because they have such high expectations. If they lose to a lowly Texas Tech team, y'all got to live with that. Live with it. Go to the SEC and live with that stank. Let me tell you something. I would almost never say this. I would almost never say this. I'm always like, oh, I want to win as many games as possible. I would almost never say this. This is the last time we will ever play the Texas Longhorns. Or for a long time, we'll play the Texas Longhorns. I don't care if we lose to Kansas and UCF. If we can win that game, if we can win that game, if we can win that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, buddy. Do I, all is forgiven. <laughs> all is forgiven, Joey. All is forgiven. Is five years, brother. <laughs> <laughs> if we can win that game right there, let me tell you. Oh, my goodness. That is, Thanksgivings will be so great 
from here I got I got my sister went to UT, her boyfriend went to UT, my other sister's boyfriend also went to UT. Thanksgiving's will be fantastic from here on out if we win that game. UT, let me tell you, if we win that game, UT fans can't tell us nothing. Oh, well, you know, y'all ain't even going to a ball game. Uh, so? So? So what? So the Boston team's not going to a ball game. So what? Next year. Let's say they win the national championship next year. Oh, hmm. Win national championship, but you couldn't beat Tech last year, huh? Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, I just, Joey, I know you're listening to this. I know you're a big fan of the pod. I know this. If we can win that game, I don't care about Kansas and UCF. If you want to, listen, Joey, if you want to rest our starters for the next two games, just for that Texas game, I, I, I'm, for, I'm for it. I'm for it. Do it. Science stealing, listen, I'm an Astros fan, right? If we need to hit up people to do the best science stealing we can possibly be do, that's fine. I don't care. Michigan's doing it. We can do it too. Science steal. Win that game. Win that dang game. We're gonna make sure to have Gerald on before that because I, I gotta I gotta get one nice good roast in to Longhorn Republic uh, before that game. That'll be fun. Um, but uh, but yeah. So win that game. Let's go five and zero against Texas teams. That the hell with Kansas and UCF. Let's go five and hell with against Texas teams. That's, that's, that's where we're at. Yeah. I might have a different opinion if we were like eight and eight and whatever by this time, or even if we had a really good season. If we had Kansas this season, I might have a different opinion. But we do not. Screw the damn bowl game. Beat Texas. Okay. Um, with that being said, for the people's champ that is Jeremy Gillen, I am your boy, Albie Shore, and you've been listening to the Tortillas and Takes podcast, part of the 1012 network. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.